welcome to another episode of the Serpent Temple podcast. This week we are going to be reviewing some fresh releases from innumerable forms. The album is Philosophical Collapse and then we're going to be looking at Crepuscular Dirge for the Blessed Ones by Cosmic Putrefaction followed by Acephalix's Theophanatology. Theophanatology. Um, so we're doing a little, little bit of a different format this week. Me and Floyd are going to be selling each other these albums um, to see, kind of like persuade each other to listen to the music. Um, so yeah, I will. I will begin with innumerable. Ugh, I can't say their name. It's not a great. It's not a great selling point that you can't say the name. But they're called Innumerable Forms, and the album is called Philosophical Collapse. So I know you listened to the first three tracks of this album because I sold it so hard before we even started um, doing the research for the podcast because it's a bloody good album. Um, this kind of passed me by. I didn't realize um, that they even released this album. It's their second full length. The first one was Punishment in Flesh in 2018, and it's great. Um, so. It's just really dense, really solid sort of death, doom style metal. Um, there is like influence from all of the, the great bands. Um, I played some to Shem and he was like, this sounds like Morbid Angel. This sounds like this band and that band. It sounds like all the all the best OSDMs, OSDM bands of the, of the 90s. Um, and they have all the members of the band basically have been in a lot of other bands. Um, one of whom, Justin Detour, who's like the main guy, um, he's been doing everything from 2007 to, to 2016, so I guess it was a one-man band for a while. But he's also in um, Dream Unending, who recently, they, I think today, their LP dropped. Oh, is that today? Yeah. Yeah, well, me and Shem big fans of their first album, so, and it's and that one was only released last year, right? So. There you go. It just dropped today. This is also on Profound Law, which is the same with Cosmic Putrefaction, so it's a bit of a Profound Law week. Um... But yeah, these guys are legit. So Connor Donegan is on drums, Jensen Ward on guitar, Chris Ulsh on guitar, and then again Justin Detour. So yeah, I'm like, I'm really impressed with this because it's kind of hard for me to pay attention to this kind of music because I'm incredibly picky. Um, so if I'm listening to like, it's not quite meat and potatoes, it's meat and potatoes with like some really nice garnish, um, some like insane sides. It's like the best meat and potatoes with a live like a twist of of stupid sexy additional stuff um that you could possibly listen to it's just solid it's really good there's so much going on there's like there's moments where it reminds me almost of imperial triumphant um there's like the twin leads in lifeless harvest that like plunge back into like traditional doom that create this contrast that you really rarely get i find um in a lot of this kind of music that i end up going for so yeah i dig it i think it's great what did you think of the tracks you listened to yeah so i got about four tracks in because i was um been a busy week yeah. For everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know what? It gave me kind of like um, ulcerate vibes at time. I love when like death metal is fused with that really kind of creepy like dissonance and like really yeah. like you know, like discordant like leads and stuff. I love the word discordant. Such a fun word to say. It's a great word. Discordant. <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, so I'm definitely going to be checking it out. I don't think I've listened to the 2018 album. It's, 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 the, this is the problem with death metal as a genre. The prefixes and the suffixes, a lot of the time, are shared by a few different bands. It's true. Saying that, innumerable forms is pretty unique. I will say that. Like, you know, that's not a run-of-the-mill name. But there are so many bands, and it's such a dense scene, that it's so easy to forget who is who. 
it's true. at times. Yeah, I totally agree. Because I got, I actually got these guys mixed up with Cosmic Putrefaction <laughs> when I was, because it, it has the same vibe. Like it's got the same syllable sort of construction, and and like the metaphorical structure is the same as well. But I like it. It's not a bad thing. It, you, you know what you're gonna be getting when you hear those words in that way. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's even off the short listen that I had of the tracks that I heard, um, it's it's really indicative of how kind of like strong the death metal scene is at the moment. Yeah. Like it's having like a little bit of a resurgence. And what's cool about it is obviously as the years have progressed, you know, death metal as a genre splintered off into so many different subgenres as well. Like, you know, this particular brand of kind of like death doom or like, you know, like dissonant death metal or OSDM is just so like quite like hot and on trend at the moment. But it's that's mainly because the quality of releases has been quite high for the last few years. Um and the same even like there's a there's a lot going on in the tech death scene at the moment. Like the brutal death scene is having a bit of resurgence. Like, you know, like the Undeath album we reviewed a few mm. months back. I love that album. And like, you know, it just goes to show that even if, you know, there isn't too much new ground being uh, broken in the release it that's almost obsolete if the songwriting is good enough i know what you mean and like for some reason i can't quite put my finger on it there is something about this that kind of grabs me i feel like this is going to be a classic this yeah. album i can kind of i wonder if there's going to be like um kids in like 20 years being like oh you know the 20 the 2020s great time for death metal death metal like the 90s were i feel like this is going to be a similar decade yeah yeah, it could be known as the resurgence because it's mm. um, it's been really strong. Yeah, definitely. It's um, and it's interesting to think of like how much uh, lockdown and the uh, the uh, the pandemic across the world has impacted people's kind of musical um, output. Because I feel like it's there's a lot of like genuine like anger and frustration coming out of a lot of releases. Oh hell yeah! As a result of everything that's been going on, I mean, uh, just on top of all the other fucking crazy societal and political shit that's been kicking off. Which has always been kicking off, to be fair. I mean, this world's always been fucked. But I feel like now with the um, with the constant amplification that social media gives to these issues, like, it's it's very much like these social issues are much more prevalent. And I feel like music is kind of like angry again and angsty. Yeah. Whereas I feel like there was a period of time where it kind of wasn't, where people were just kind of like... You We're going to sing about girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In various forms. I don't know why, but the song Good Charlotte, what's that song again? You know, the girls oh. don't like boys, girls like cars and money. Yeah, That's one of the worst fucking songs I've ever heard. It's so bad. I don't like to slam bands on this podcast, but no, Good Charlotte fuck. are never going to fucking listen to this. Fuck Good Charlotte! <laughs> <laughs> if Good Charlotte are listening, we have a message for you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Benji and Joel. That is... <laughs> I think that's their names. We could take this outside, Good Charlotte. We will happily find. One fight. of them married uh, Cameron Diaz. Found out the other day. I thought you could say David Cameron, and I don't know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Cameron Diaz, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Damn. That's that's wild. But no, I feel like music is kind of angry and angsty again, which is kind of what brought me into this mm. particular genre and style of music in the first place. I, f- I totally agree with what you're saying. I think we have something to be angry about. I feel like Trent Reznor's going to come out with another angry album, which I'm hoping for. That's like the That'd one cool. bonus of this decade being yeah. so shit, is we'll get angry Nine Inch Nails again. What has he been up to in general? I mean, I know you saw him do that spectacular... Oh. Uh, set a hellfest with nine inch nails it was but. amazing um i don't know what he's doing right now I, I try not to follow him too closely because i will just end up going like being one of those crazy people that flies to a different country to catch a show because i probably would do that for them yeah 
Um, but I'm, I'm sure he's going to release something. Yeah. I know it. Because he was... Um, is he not an Oscar winner as well? He's done some movie soundtracks. I think he did the... Um, was it the Social Network soundtrack? Uh, I wonder if he won it for that. Potentially. Potentially, yeah. But he is so prolific. He's done a lot of work on a lot of different like films and... He's just always doing stuff. That's kind of why I respect him as a musician. He's not just like resting on his laurels. He's always working. I feel like him and Mike Patton are the two figureheads in the scene that have kind of like transcended. Yeah, the genre. And um, yeah. and like the other way around is uh, Danny Elfman, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Danny Elfman was shocked. That was a great album. I love that. So crazy, yeah. I played, one, I played one of the tracks. I might even mention this on the previous episode when we reviewed it. I played one track for my mum. No way. And she could have swore it was Leonard Cohen. Like, it sounded so much like Leonard Cohen. That's so wild. I think that's going to be in my album of the year list. Yeah. Which is coming up soon. I think that was last year, though. Shit, was it? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, time flies, yeah. I thought it was like February or something. I think you've already put it in your album of the year list last year. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm really upset by that. I don't know why, but that's genuinely shocked me. How quick has this year gone? Yeah, this decade's gone quick. It'll be 2023 soon. No, don't. No. That's freaky. We're, we're like literally getting shows off, show offers for 2024. Really? So I'm I'm like, ugh, weird. Yeah, okay. Whew. Um. Yeah, anyway, this is a fantastic album. And mad respect for um Justin Detour, who's the founder as well. Um, yeah, it, I think this is like such an impressive work. Deaf Doom is a genre that easily makes me lose concentration, mm. but I I do not with this. I wonder if Punishment in Flesh is a reference to Punishment for Decadence by Coroner. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send him an email. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit him off on MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> Um, what was your album, Acephalix? So I listened to Acephalix Theothanatology, which basically translates as the death of God in Latin, I believe. Very nice. According to the fountain of knowledge that is Google. Yay. So this album was one that, that um, kind of came out of nowhere for me. I'd heard of the name before, um, and but from what I gathered, this is their first kind of album, which is a deviation from like a crustier kind of sound because they were kind of like more known as kind of like a db kind of crusty crossover death metal band uh this album and after having like a brief listen to the previous ones seems to be a bit of a deviation from that style and it's more of like a straightforward uh death metal album but what it does which is cool it retains some of the crusty elements like there's a lot of like db drumming in here and like proper like buzzsaw like chainsaw style guitars but you know one thing i always appreciate is um when you've got those kind of like chainsaw guitars, I still like them to sound clean. Mm, and I think it's yeah. always a sound of a good producer and a good sort of mixer and master when they manage to do it in a way where it doesn't sound shit and lo-fi. Yeah. And you're a perfect example. And I do love this album, but if you listen to like Bloodbath, Resurrection Through Carnage, like the Maybe. the guitar sound in that is like really like I think it's deliberate, like deliberately really like buzzsawy. I hate that when it sounds um, like it's been recorded in a box. Basically, yeah. yeah. But this album kind of uh, 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 straddles the line between, you know, that modern production, but still retaining those old school sounds and elements that I love so much. Beautiful. And it's, uh, I'll give you the lineups. You've got Daniel Butler on vocals, who is also the vocalist for Vastum, another great death metal band, currently Ooh. making a lot of waves in the scene the last sort of five years. Uh, David Benson on drums, uh, Adam Kamara on guitars. You've got Erica Osterhout on bass and Adam Walker on guitar. I actually almost read that as wanker for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and almost pronounced it like that. 
<laughs> Definitely need to get my eyes checked. Oh my god, <laughs> Adam Wanker. Sorry, Adam. Yeah. At least you didn't mis- mispronounce the Cephalix. No, that's true. That's just which is which is a, an achievement in itself, based on my uh, my rubbery tongue. But <laughs> way to describe a tongue. My rubbery tongue. <laughs> it's like that Father Ted episode, but the horse was it? My sweet horse, my rubbery tongue. Oh god! But it's uh, this is a relatively um, fresh lineup because the only two kind of consistent members are Daniel, the vocalist, and David Benson on drums. Mm-hmm. So all the other members, this is their first uh, outing with the band, and I think that is maybe another contributing factor to why this album sounds a bit fresher than the previous releases. It's definitely the best sound and album they've done so far. Uh, it's mixed and mastered by Greg Wilkinson, who owns uh, Ear Hammer Studios. Oh, yeah. And who, uh, who I found out he's actually the new bassist on the uh, the new Autopsy album. Oh, sick. Morbidity Triumphant, which also dropped last week, which I haven't had a chance to listen to yet, which I'm looking forward to because I'm a big Autopsy guy. Um, the band, that is, not the, uh, not the practice. <laughs> Netflix series being commissioned right now since you've said that. Well, funny enough, do you remember on Channel 4 there was that guy, I want to say... Um... Was he German? Yeah, I thought he was German, but it it was—he was the guy that was doing the live like autopsies, and it was on Channel Four. Oh, I used to watch those. Yeah, yeah, that that was—that's weird. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah, remember Mum being really excited by it because she's real into like biology and stuff, and I was way too squeamish for it. Even though like you don't see much because like there's no blood or anything really. Mm. But I used to watch the operation videos, and like I I, I thought I don't know organs look weird, man. Yeah, they're all colorful and shit. Why are they so colorful? Why are they like green and purple and red and pink? Like, what's up with that? Yeah, but like, no one's looking at it. Why is it? You're like a little rainbow inside. It's weird. You got LGBTQ uh, organs. Yeah, but we're all LGBTQ on the inside. (laughs) On the inside, we're all rainbows, man. (laughs) (laughs) Take that. (laughs) I don't know why I keep segueing here, but you said take that. <laughs> this is not relevant to what we're doing at the moment at all, but I have to mention it before I forget. Have you ever seen Take That cover Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana? I don't think I've ever listened to a single Take That song. I don't even oh. know who's in Take That. It's like Robbie Williams and um, Oh, was he in that? Yeah, he, he's that that's how he broke big. Yeah, Gary Barlow, because Robbie Williams left and became a I thought Gary Barlow was a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a footballer's name. Gary Barlow. But have you seen it, Shem? Have you seen the? So uh, it's, it's absolutely dreadful. This Robbie Williams sing smells like Teen Spirit. It's very gay, which I'm guessing is it's very like camp. And, like, right, okay. It's Gary Barlow singing it, but um, I don't know who he is. He's the he was the front man or like the main guy. Is he camp? Take that. I think they're all straight. I can't remember. I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything. This is the the bit where like you know I didn't know who um George Michael was until last year. So. <laughs> This is one of those moments, I think. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you're not missing much, so you could you could rest assured about that. Did but you yeah. read that Bruce Springsteen thing that I sent you? No, I saw it, but I didn't. I couldn't load it up. I, oh think I was going to read God. it, but then it didn't load up for me, so I didn't. So basically, Bruce Springsteen was like really anti-America, um, yeah. and he was like really sad that his music was being used by like you know these pro-American presidents for like election runs. But then apart from that, there's these pictures of him kissing the saxophonist who was um, a black guy of the band like through time what was his name it was like Costello I'm, I'm I should probably find it um but yeah it's like it's really sweet like there's literally like a 40 year collage of him making out on stage with his saxophonist and it turns out that they like he literally loved the guy 
um and like he would straight up snog him because they they loved each other and he when he died he said that him not being around was like losing the rain and it was so sweet he's actually like he is a member of the community um yeah and, and let me find his name because honestly i think this needs to be known um yeah, no, that was Clarence. A, that kind of came out of left field though. i didn't i didn't know that about bruce springsteen me neither it's um i i, I couldn't name you fucking five bruce springsteen songs if i'm being honest yeah it was born to run his name was clarence and he said in an interview bruce and i looked at each other and we didn't say anything we just knew we knew we were the missing links in each other's lives he was what i'd been searching for in another version of the story clemens says he looks at me and i looked at him and we fell in love that's sweet it's so lovely it's so sweet yeah look at these pictures it's like um them like right when they're young and then they're getting older and older and older until they're like proper old yeah that's, that's wild i had no idea yeah so yeah guys look it up if you're interested in that kind of thing that's our segue i think yeah yeah back to acephalics yeah back to acephalics <laughs> <laughs> yeah no so um there's a few things that really impressed me on this album uh the guitar work was amazing um basically it's kind of so going on what you were talking about about being meat and potatoes like this album is very meat and potatoes in the sense that it is very much what you would want and expect from like a standard death metal release but it is done so well like the production's so good like it's got a good balance of like mid-paced like kind of like moshable riffs mm. like the fast tremolo picking uh there's a there's a song in particular that i was quite impressed with called innards of divinity it's got a really it's honestly it's got such a super catchy like melodic lead towards the middle of the song and it's just do you know and like i've said before reviewing previous albums it's, it seems like they've thought out like the track list and then the way that the tracks progress like it starts off fast and quite heavy and then the middle has like the more kind of like dynamic sort of slower paced mm. sort of mid-paced tracks and then at the end the last track is great as well it's the longest track on the album it's a theonomist and it basically opens with like a proper groovy like headbanger of a riff um but then like it kind of finishes you think it's going to have like a really long drawn out like kind of like distorted leads and like feedback and there's like there's a noise and then you think that's the end of the track and then basically like there's a quick drum fill and then like a really super fast like tremolo riff comes back in <laughs> and then it just got like the fucking grooviest riff of the whole album is like the last 15 seconds of the track and then it just ends oh, and i was geez. just like i was like ah oh, that's so fucking cool yeah. i was like cause that's just like kind of bucking the trend yeah. anyway, here's one of our best riffs it's the last 15 seconds and it's just gonna fucking end abruptly and i was just like ah oh, that's kind of ballsy i, I love, love that love stuff like that but there's just so much cool stuff and i want to give a shout out to the vocalist as well he's a really good vocalist he's kind of got that old school like timber similar to um peter from vader don't you ever listen to much vader but I've he's seen got him live, yeah. oh nice yeah yeah i love vader he's got like a really like kind of like it's not like super super guttural like the brutal death metal vocals but it's like mm -hmm. kind of subterranean enough that it sounds it's got that kind of that monstrous quality about it and there's a lot of cool tricks and effects on this album like there's a lot of like dual uh like double tracking like dual layered vocals he does some really interesting like um clean vocals on this album it's not clean sung, but there's parts kind of a bit similar to Meshuggah. You know how, um, who is, it, who is it that does like the robotic vocals in Meshuggah? Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's Frederick Thordendal. Mm. 
it's a bit similar to that, but not as robotic. But he does these really like droll, monotone, like like clean spoken passages, and it just like adds something really cool to the album. So it's not something you really hear. Like the vocals tend to be quite one dimensional in a lot of death metal albums. Yeah. Um, but no, there's some cool like kind of effects and like a lot of like reverb and that goes on and a lot of those like clean passages that just give the album a bit of dynamics that I think is missing from a lot of death metal albums. Um, the artwork's really cool as well. I don't know if you managed to peep the artwork. I'm but not. It's, it's very Dali, like Edward Kleinholtz-esque. Like, it's kind of surrealist. And it's kind of like the image of, like, this humanoid figure. And oh, it's like the face being like... Yeah, kind of. Oh, I've been meaning to listen to... I didn't realise it was that album. It's that album. And this is only the second artwork he's ever done for a metal band. It's sick. It's so cool. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's, it's linked with the theme of like, you know, kind of like the death of God or the or a God. Oh, it's iconoclasm. Yeah. It's the destruction of an icon. Like you've wiped a painting away. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty cool. That is sick. Yeah. So just every aspect of this album just really impressed me, which I think is, you know, I don't claim to be like some sort of sage of death metal, but I think I've listened to enough to be quite jaded when I listening. Think you should. Yeah. I think you should. <laughs> you are a sage. Just walk around with like a smudge stick at death metal gigs. <laughs> Some sage. <laughs> so I approve. <laughs> Stop blessing the bands as they're playing. Um, I'll get yeah. sued by a, a Batushka though, like the fake one. That's, uh, trying to... oh, like five different Batushkas will sue you, but not the original. <laughs> fake Tushka. Fake lawsuit. non-legit lawsuits. That's hilarious. But no, there's just so many cool moments in this album. There's one album, one track called A Defecated Spirit that has a riff about the two... Yeah, it's such a cool name. And I just... yeah. <laughs> you imagine you go to the toilet and just a ghost <sighs> just like emerges from your buttocks. That's incredible. It's just it's just like your classic death metal album, like song titles, but it's yeah. like post-mortem punishment, innards of divinity, pristine scum, defecated spirit. But like it has a riff that's like very much like it's kind of got more than a small resemblance to the main riff in Angel Death. Oh, yeah. I kind of feel like that was kind of maybe like a throwback. And, you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of the time, I'm like, I know Slayer are kind of defunct now. I think they've basically called it quits now, right? I think mm. they were on their last tour. Just gone. They're too conservative for uh, Death Metal now. Yeah, but it's like, you know, they kind of don't get or maybe they do get enough credit as being one of the forefathers of the genre. But I, I feel like do, yeah. there's so much in Slayer's DNA in a lot of like the early death metal bands. For sure. Like you know, it's the same with like bands like Creator and then like the first wave black metal bands that crossed over like Celtic Frost, mm. Hellhammer, that sort of thing. But like in Bathory as well and Venom. But it's Slayer, I feel like, you know, because they're their own their own entity onto themselves, they kinda get judged in their own little category, similar mm. to the way Metallica do. Oh. But I feel like at, at the same by that same token, I feel like a lot of people who are big fans of death metal don't realize that a lot of that really fast-paced shit comes from what bands like Slayer, uh, Dark Angel, uh, Creator, Coroner were doing. So. so yeah, overall, an impressive album. I recommend it to anyone with even a passing interest in the death metal subgenre. Fantastic. I will actually be checking that out because I've been meaning to. That artwork has been drawing me in for yeah, many it's days. Sick. It's so, so cool. Should we move on to Cosmic Putrefaction? Yes, let's. Um, so this album is called Crepuscular Dirge for the Blessed Ones. Crepuscular, I believe, means of the night. I didn't Google that. It's just my memory, so I don't know if I'm right. Um, this is a sick album. This is actually a one-man project, but he hired musicians um, to actually play the music, which is such a good idea. 
It is the best way to do it. One man projects. Listen up. This is how you do it. Because you can tell that it's being played by by musicians and it makes a big difference. But it's fantastic and impressive that one guy has written this album because it is so varied. There is some really, really good songwriting. There's so much uh, variation between the tracks. Um, so I understand there's a, there's a concept that he started in the previous album. Um, which is sort of about a post-apocalyptic world. Um, it's it's the narrative that was from the album Horizon, The Horizons Towards Which Splendor Withers, where the only survivor from an apocalyptic annihilation of a dying planet walks towards its withered horizons. So in this one, the character finds an even more sorrowful... Tr- I'm sorry, I cannot speak today. Sorrowful truth at the end of his journey, one that shows the Empyrean fall of man through the metaphysical world and the gods... Whom inhabit it, um, which is fantastic. Um, it's it's got like a very fantastical, very death metally um, concept that which is there like the lyrics that I have not read, but I can see from the song titles are appropriate to the genre. Very complex, very purple, um, and I just I love the amount of vocal variation as well, like the Acephalix album. So there's like spoken word, there's high screams, there's low screams. Um, and that's kind of unusual, I feel, in this kind of one-man project. You tend to get like one style of vocal. You get one style, like you, you're really good at like a thing and they want to do that thing. Whereas this is this is a narrative journey, which I appreciate that it's reflected in the music. Um, I want to shout out the musicians, which I believe I've somewhat written down. I've not written all of them down, but the drummer... Giulio Galati um, from Nero de Marte and Hideous de Divinity. Divinity, okay, yeah, that's yeah. some big bands, yeah. Some big bands. Um, I believe that Gabriella Gramaglia, who's the one, the, the guy that's like, it's his project, is also in The Clearing Path and part of Turis Aberna and Vertebrae Atlantis. I don't know if they ring any bells for you guys. No. I believe they're Italian. Um, just <laughs> judging <Not> by <laughs> Gabriella Gramaglia <laughs> is a fantastic name. It sounds crepuscular. It's fantastic. Um, my favourite track is Soul's Upheaval Debris, which is one of the best songs I've heard in a long time. It's got, like, basically, the thing I really like about this is they use a lot of Ebo, they use a lot of synth, but it's, like, very tastefully layered. It's not, like, that shitty synth that you get in Dimmu Borgir. That, like, I'm playing... Ke- <laughs> I'm playing a Casio keyboard from the 90s. It's, it's not, like, you know, Eurovision synth. Um, You're going to have Benji and Joe from Good Charlotte and Shagrat from Dimmu Borger outside the front door tomorrow. I'll take them on. (laughs) I could take them on. (laughs) The weakest death metal fan versus Good Charlotte and Shagrat. I would win. I love it. Who's the guitarist? Is it it Galdir? Oh, yeah. There's a the, the bold guitarist from Doom Oh Bogus, yeah, he pulls the funniest faces. Yeah, he is hilarious. Yeah. I saw him put, like put some ridiculous Facebook comment on something once. I can't oh. remember what it was. Oh, it was it was so he's a troll. You can tell. Um, vaccines don't work yeah but it was probably so honestly it was probably something like that the amount of times like the amount of crossover on my facebook feed is like there'll be some drama and i'm like oh that guy's in a band i could be a metal sucks journalist um anyway um cosmic putrefaction formed in 2018 so the fact that they're releasing this in 2022 even though it's four years it feels like a year ago um is impressive this is like a really dense almost chaotic piece of work but then when you actually look deeper there's a lot of like complexity. There's it's a lot of structure. It's the same in, with the um, 
the other album as well by innumerable forms i have to concentrate so hard to say their band name correctly um the beginning of this album the first track free withered horizons um which kind of is a throwback to the previous album towards the horizons towards which splendor withers um has like a really lovely intro i love songs that start with rain and thunder because it's like death metal asmr lo-fi shit and then obviously it just like goes into whales of descent and like you know horrible 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 stuff horrible Horrible. um yeah and like i i described it as like there's a lot of whirring guitars and flailing synth that creates a real landscape for the vocals to haunt that's my uh sound bite for the album that's nice that's very uh anthony fantano-esque from needle drop oh i wish we were that successful yeah that would be great if we could be fantano levels of self-sufficient um but yeah that is that is basically most of my take on the album i think it's fantastic um shout out to everybody who was involved in this it was produced engineered and mixed by the guy gabriele gramaglia i hope i'm saying that right and not in a racist manner drum engineering by alessio cataneo mastered by dan lounds which is a really familiar name i should probably look it up artwork by david glomba and designed by chimer noir so yeah sick album yeah i'm i'm shocked that i've never listened to this band the name is just like something i thought you knew it instantly attract me cosmic putrefaction i felt like you've when i when i read their name i read it in your voice yeah and same with innumerable forms like they're just bands that i know that you would say yeah (laughs) it's weird yeah yeah no sure i'd definitely check them out because it's just not heard a single thing from them and uh, and I like the Italian scene as well. I think the Italian scene is like stuff. really like you know even like uh, was it the drummer that was in Hideous Divinity? He said and was it Hideous Divinity or was it? Yeah, it would be Hideous Divinity if it's the Italian band. Yeah, uh, I thought it was Dream on Ending for oh the... that's innumerable forms. <laughs> I thought you were talking about innumerable forms. <laughs> Hideous Divinity. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. Giulio Galati. Yeah, yeah, some good scenes like there's that band that I used to really love called the Hour of Penance. You've heard them? Oh, they're such a good, like, brutal death metal band. So dynamic. Just such talented musicians. Um, But it's funny because, like, I I think when Flesh Gods started to get really popular, I think that's that the scene kind of got defined by them because they had, like, quite a quick Mm. ascent to the top. And they were, like, seen as, like, the perennial Italian death metal band. But there's, like, some really good shit out there. Yeah. Like, it's, um, oh, what's the one on the top of my head? Can't think. Ow. I'll remember it for next time. <laughs> You'll remember it the moment we stop recording. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of Italian bands, they have a fantastic doom scene. And unfortunately, one of the bands, Messa, oh. had a really horrific car accident. Unfortunately, this is not going to be... This is going to be put out at least a week or two after it happened. But anyone who's listening that wants to support Messa, there is a GoFundMe. Um, because they're going to have to be dealing with some like medical... Um, bills and legal bills and things. Because they had a horrific car crash and everyone got injured. And... Um, they were on the podcast a few weeks ago they're really lovely people they deserve to have the support of the scene so it was not their fault they were basically in the it was the last they just finished their tour they were driving home and a car um went from uh, the other side of the street drove into them head on Fuck. it's horrific really really horrific yeah. just really lucky that they're all alive still right they're, they're, they're not in none of them are in critical condition are they they so two of them had to have surgery yeah um but no i mean marco he posted a picture of his x-ray and his shoulders just complete like here is just cracked Fuck. clean break through the top of the shoulder terrifying yeah yeah as i would i, I get so it, it scared and i, I would uh, that'd be the one part of touring that i'd be really nervous about all the driving 
Like yeah. Being, yeah, I mean, I, I do get like anxiety on the road for no. sure. I mean, it happened to Baroness. Do you remember? It was like 2011, 2000? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously decapitated. Obviously clip burn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the ghost inside as well. That oh, was... really? Oh, they got proper like, yeah. yeah, like, well, the drummer lost his leg and stuff. And he's got like a, Fuck. he's got a really cool drum kit that I think his dad, who was an engineer, helped make for him. Whoa. So he's got like, he's got like, I think his leg uh, just either just below the knee, I think. So he, uh, there's like a modified, uh, like, like a kind of like stool he uses that, that that allows him to still play double bass pedals. Wow, it's really cool. But like they've they've done great. I saw them live at the um, the Brixton Academy a few months back, and it was like quite a cool kind of like triumphant show. It's good that they're kind of on. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so be careful out there on the roads. Drive I safe. Mean, for them, it's not even their fault. So there's nothing they could have done. But like, yeah, I suppose fuck. Yeah. Horrible situation. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. It is yeah, being in a band is a lot of uh, extra things that you wouldn't normally consider if you're not thinking about being in a band, which makes sense because why would you? But yeah, yeah, there's a lot of extra things and and pitfalls and potential barriers that you have to face that don't always become apparent un- until something bad has happened like this. Yeah, well said. Yeah, well, I think that concludes this episode of Serpent Temple. This was a bit of a um, experimental episode. Let us know if you if you like this structure we have not had as much time as normal this week um because life is hectic for some weird reason um but yeah thank you so much for listening and watching guys it's so cool to interact with you guys in the comments on youtube feel free to message us on facebook instagram suggest things to us we will listen thank you and goodbye till next time